0: to W-R-U-U-L-P, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM. We are Savannah Soundings, community radio with a global soul. Um, our theme music is a clip of Summer Nights by the Eric Jones Trio. It's provided by our friend Mark Chesneau, who plays with the Eric Jones Trio every Thursday and Sunday at Good Times Jazz Bar downtown.
1: Hey, welcome to Arts on the Air. This is Tamara Garvey and I am out in the field at Heard Elementary. We are talking about the storm drain project that the city of Savannah is putting on. Would y'all like to go around and introduce yourselves real quick?
2: Sure, thank you. My name is Angela Willis. I am the longtime STEAM Lab teacher at Heard Elementary and currently
3: the fifth grade science teacher.
4: Hi, I'm Deanna Fanning. I'm
3: fourth grade ELA in science. Good morning, I'm Miss Green and I am fourth grade math and social studies. Hi, I'm Jen Palmer and I'm the artist. The artist
1: in residence for the time, right? (laughs) Welcome. Um, Would you all like to start about how the city of Savannah approached you for this project?
2: Okay, uh, uh, for many years as part of our science curriculum I've been taking the fourth graders out to the creek that's behind the school and we've been conducting a water quality project in that area. So the students um, check the pH, the temperature of the air and water, and also the dissolved oxygen and concurrently, they tally whatever creatures we can find out there, you
1: know. It's nice to have that resource We're right in the middle of the neighborhood. Absolutely. But there's a creek right
2: there, too. To be in the city and be able to put on boots and get yeah. into the creek and find crayfish and see herons. You <laughs> <know>? <laughs> What's been the biggest surprise that you found out there? A soft-shell turtle. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, we found a baby soft-shell a few years ago. They have a nose, kind of like a snorkel, so it can stick its nose out of the water and oh, that's breathe. Funny. Is that how you saw it? You saw the snorkel? I can't, you know, I think I saw the, uh, the the movement of the that little tiny creature.
1: Okay. Yes. Um, how have the students been reacting to having an artist nearby
4: working on this? They were really excited yesterday. My students came out there first thing in the morning when she had just done the, the background with the, the sky and the sun and the you know the the lower part where the water is. Um, and they were thrilled to see the progression by the afternoon. Um, it's it's really tied in with our problem-based learning activities that we've been working on and will work on throughout the year. Um, but I'll I'll let Ms. Green also um, share a little bit about taking kids out and um, and their interest in you know not only the create the storm drains, um, but in Dr. Bliss's. Um, guidance as well.
3: Yes, currently we are working on our STEAM PBL planner and we actually, last week, I'm going to kind of piggyback off of what Miss it said, we went out back and while we were out there, we saw a, well I saw it first, a raccoon. Oh. And, um, and I told the kids, I said, oh my goodness, I said, I think that was a raccoon that just <laughs> came across. And so I told them, I said, you know, I told them, I said, be quiet. I said, maybe it'll you know, stick its head back out. And so they were really excited about that. Um, they do enjoy art very much. Um, we talk about the fact that art is not just visual, that it's also, you know, dance and media art yeah, and that great. type thing. Yeah. So they, they, they enjoy
1: it. It's cool for the kids to see, um, like, a really direct application of art being used for the public good and for education. And, you know, decorative art is fantastic, but there's so many different ways to use art as well. We have a couple kids h- here with us. Hey, guys. Do you want to come close to the table? <laughs> what are your first names?
5: My name is Jeremy. Jeremy. My name is Sydney. Sydney. My name's
1: Ellen. Nice to meet you all. Um, uh, how are you liking seeing Jennifer working on the art outside?
5: Good. Yeah. Their art looks really nice.
1: What kind of art do you guys like to paint?
5: Um, I like to do drawings
1: and dance. Oh, you do dance, too? Cool. We were just talking about that, like performing arts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you two? Do you like, do you do do actual art?
5: I like uh, to do nature. Okay. I like to do like sketches.
1: Sketches too? Cool. This is such a great area with the creek behind. Have you guys Mm -hmm. gotten to explore back there? (coughs) (coughs) What's your favorite thing about the creek?
5: There's a lot of animals. Yeah. I like seeing all the animals and all the
4: plants growing around there.
1: It's a cool area, yeah. Um,
4: All the life in the creek. That's awesome.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, do you have any... uh, what are your feelings about the particular painting being painted out there?
5: Um, I think it's really cool that we get to d- use visual art to sh- teach people about the ecosystem.
2: That's fantastic. Yeah. One of the challenges that we've had pursuing our STEAM certification was um, you know, including that idea that art could solve problems as well as science and engineering. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we built in the empathy piece with our engineering design projects, um, and this was a a direct application. You know, as the kids came out yesterday, they were able to talk about how the art could uh,
4: solve a problem. Yeah, that works in so well, too, with our problem-based learning. Um, In fourth grade, the students look at how weather and climate affect our ecosystems. And we're focusing on the salt marsh this year. And storm drains have a direct connection to our salt marsh, to our creeks, to the ocean. Um, Whenever it rains, the only thing that should go down the storm drain is rain. Mm -hmm. And if litter or trash, yard trash, gets in there, Mm -hmm. it can clog those drains. And it can prevent the water from moving the way it needs to move. And then we see... Like it, it rains a lot in Savannah. Um, you know, we get flooding in the streets, yeah. we get flooding in people's homes. And having people realize, you know, keeping this uh, a pristine system um, will not only benefit our ecosystem, the salt marsh, but it also benefits them as homeowners. Right, right. Car owners. No (laughs) flooded cars. Yeah, I know there's certain areas on
1: Abercorn and Habersham that flood even without a hurricane just in our
4: regular storms. I, I, my car flooded last last year with the tropical storm. God.
1: Is there a way to, as you were talking, is there a way to test in the storm drains to see whether they're clear at any time or is it just a matter of waiting to see when it rains?
2: Our, um, Our city has robots that they put into the storm sewers and, you know, the connective pipes, and they can travel along and check areas that might have a lot of leaf pack or debris in there, and they also have giant vacuum trucks, uh, similar to what you would see in the country for people's septic systems, and they can vacuum the detritus out of them. Wow, that's incredible. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. I kind of didn't realize our, our leaves, is that a huge problem? Leaves and pine straw. Okay. If you watch any of the uh, rainfall events in Savannah, we tend to not have gentle rain here. We tend to have a deluge. Yes. Quick and heavy. <laughs> And so that water will just float the pine straw right out of people's yards, grass clippings, everything. Oh, that's And true. along with the styrofoam cups and, you know, whatever yes. else might yeah, be floating around. Yes, the styrofoam food containers. Yes, uh, that all ends up down in the drain.
1: That's so interesting. You always hear, I mean, people, just homeowners in general, always talking about leaf blowers and the disruption noise-wise. But you kind of never think about the fact that physically you do need to, like, get the
6: leaves up pretty quickly
1: right
2: and we do have street sweeping in savannah which uh, picks up some of that but every time I see somebody blowing leaves into the gutter I kind of cringe because I know that that is not Ew. it's not a trash can for savannah you know yeah that's and not it, the proper procedure no <laughs> uh, and we do need mulch you know so if people mm-hmm. are proper gardeners you know they would to understand that having those you know dead pieces of of trees yeah. and plants is a lot better under their plants used as mulch to retain
4: the water. Okay, so PSA to people about yes. mulch. Yes. Yes, yeah. yes. And I I live in the Habersham area mm-hmm. um, and I run and walk there all the time and I I rarely see a storm drain that's not severely clogged. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. They they are very clogged and Every day you see the the blowers out yeah. there with their.
2: So people pay a teenager yeah. to rake your yard.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah. Do you have any <laughs> final words for everybody? Five, any recommendations? five or ten dollars <laughs> to keep that
2: pine straw underneath. <laughs> there yes. you go. Yes. Your shrubbery yes. is a lot better, you know, served than going down the drain. That's your, your main recommendation for the regular maintenance. Yes,
3: okay. <laughs> absolutely. Any final words from you two? about you you'd
1: like local listeners to know.
3: I'm just looking forward to. Uh, learning more about our PBL system, you know, and specifically, you know, as a part of our empathy piece, why should we care about our Mm ecosystem? So that ties right back to that storm drain information. I
1: think the idea of empathy for the
4: animals also, in particular,
1: Mm -hmm. is amazing to be teaching kids that from the beginning. Yeah, Yeah. It's fantastic
4: that it's a formal thing. That's what we've been working on with the fourth graders is introducing them to the salt marsh. In fact, they are painting right now their own um, salt marsh um, images that we're going to display on our PBL board. Oh
3: that's fantastic.
4: So to so we are utilizing that empathy piece and they're going to create field guides for the, the organisms that live in the salt. So they'll cool. be sketching, painting, drawing and researching. Well,
1: I can't wait to see all your artwork when we're all done with this. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for joining us. I appreciate it. You're Thank, Thank you. Hey okay so we're back so I have uh, Jennifer our artist and the assistant principal of herd elementary.
5: Mary Ann rogers
1: Laberth. Thanks for joining us. Um, so Jennifer, I would like to ask how was your experience with
6: getting this project through the city of Savannah? The application and getting it? it was actually, I, I felt like it was really well organized. It was pretty easy to submit. Um, I read sort of the brief on it and I you know deeply care about projects like this so uh, you know, public art is super important and the storm drain, the ecosystem um, I sat with the idea for a while and just really tried to think of how I was going to, you know, convey what would make somebody think about where their water goes whenever they see that storm drain, um you know, that's really a tough thing, especially like adults. I was so impressed about how all the kids here were like, they got it right away. Yeah. And, and the connection to the, to the ecosystem. And the project is meant to be like out in public for people to see it and
1: just Mm -hmm. have it in their mind all the time thinking about it.
6: Yeah. Yeah. And so there's 10 different artists for this, for this round of the project. And we weren't sure sort of where we would be with, with it, but yeah. I really think I lucked out with the placement and the, you know, the, they maybe did it on purpose. I'm not sure the, you know, having the creek right here okay. and then because having, because of having your a, particular art. Yeah. And the, the picture, um, you know, sort of the salt marsh and the grasses and Yeah. Everything. Can you describe what your... Yeah, your, so the painting it, will be. it is um, sort of a water, the water scene, the salt marsh, and it's bright and colorful and it's, has like the reflections of the sun and on yeah. the, the grasses. And, the and for the application, it basically was, there were different shapes of storm drains and you applied
1: with a design for, did, how was it to pick which one you wanted to do?
6: Well, I did, I did um, submissions for, I think there were three different shapes and I did for all three, okay. all three shapes. And um, yeah, so I, I kind of got... The, the easy shape, I think, is yeah. <laughs> a rectangle. Um, but we didn't know which, which storm drain we would be getting, at which location. And yeah. so the one that I ended up getting is kind of an older one. And it's got, like, this really thick, like texture <laughs> and it's, it's like they it's been primed but it's not like a okay. smooth surface to paint on are so some of them smoother some, think? Think? some of them are brand new oh <laughs> interesting okay yeah do you know when yours dates back to your know. particular train i think it might be it's like so 20 maybe as old as, as the school old. Old. okay know
1: how old it is, so you like. got a lot of
6: ridges you're working with yeah there's it's just this like this sort of stucco-y like kind of texture okay and so the you know, my design had a lot of clean lines, and I'm really oh, having so you're working so, with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we also don't know, like, the placement of the actual storm dri- like, the circle part of the storm drain. Oh, the metal part that part. comes, that and can so come out.
1: I kind of... Yeah, yeah, the, yeah okay. and I
6: did, and then they have, like, the cement around them. Um, and so the cement makes it a rectangle, but then that okay. round part in the middle, I did, you know, the sun, I knew, because I wasn't sure what kind of texture that storm drain would have. And so designing it, I wanted to make sure that I'm like, okay, I will make the circle part the sun. So wherever it needs to be. Very smart. Have to adjust the elements a little. So in the sun was going to be wherever it ended wherever up Wherever it ended it up. Okay. up okay. That's where it had to be. <laughs> who yeah. who primed it? Did the city come out
1: and prime that before you started? Um, I'm not sure if Laura,
6: like, Yeah, they they had, as part of the project, they, they prepped all the area, cleaned away the debris, and yeah. primed them for us so they'd be ready to paint.
1: Okay yeah
5: we
6: were
1: very excited whenever
6: we saw the trucks pull up.. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever applied for um, any public projects to the city before? Mm-hmm. Um, this was the second one um, since coming back to Savannah, and um, about a I guess it's almost two years ago now. Okay, so I've done some other ones in Pennsylvania. and yeah, years. have you ever painted outside before? Yes, I have painted outside before, but not right before a big storm.
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Time—this is so funny. So we're recording this. It's right before the storm blows in. We're yes, a couple days before. So timing-wise, everybody is. It's interesting just hearing about the debris to possibly clog it, and just the importance of it being able to flow. And it's like just the timing of this huge thing coming to town soon. Very soon. Yeah. How are the students feeling about?
5: They are Storm very drop. anxious to find out if school will be closing. Okay, that's <laughs> so their main. That is, that is their main concern.
1: Um, when do people while they, decide? While they
5: love having more on campus, <laughs> um, I think even their questions to her, you know, every one out of
1: five is, do you know if
5: our school is going to close? Um,
1: <laughs> when will they find out when school is closed?
5: Probably today.
1: Okay. Probably today. <laughs> it's it's kind of a big. I mean, I, I went to I went to school um, in Maryland, and there were snow days every single year. But here in town, there's probably they don't have that. So for school to be out for weather is not as common. It's right? not as
5: common, no. And yeah.
1: the students get very.
5: Since we have e-learning now, it's even less common. Oh. So they get very excited to check the weather.
1: So if they have a day off from school for weather, do they still just do e-learning at home? It's not really a day off or how? It, de- it depends. Okay. Yes,
5: we do try and keep learning going as much as we can. Oh,
1: man, it's so different from. What I <laughs> I there's no, there's not just like a <laughs> pure was, snow day anymore.
5: It, it's oh. not. It's not. No, <laughs> That's we, interesting. So, except you know, in our philosophy is to use what you have. You know, so. Um, and at heard our motto is think globally, act locally. Yeah. So when we have a storm coming to town, that is such a learning experience for our students. It's a global event, but it's also a local event for us. So we can look and see, the the space satellite you know images that how they're utilizing that. But then we have Laura on campus, and we can talk about the storm drain, but also how she's working against the timelines and how. Oh yeah. To get Her done. paint layers have to dry but we have to protect that as well in the timeline i mean there's so many different conversations that we're having yeah. in the classrooms um every different grade level i know you spoke earlier about the pbls every grade level has and every different grade level is having those pbls and they're having different conversations in their classrooms from emergency preparedness in first grade to flooding in fifth grade
1: yeah it's interesting as we we're talking about this and we we're speaking about like Snow mm-hmm. days, but as the years go on and there's more climate change and more like extreme weather, that mm-hmm. potentially you might have many, many days disrupted in a school. And so the fact there has to be e learning because you can't just literally miss that many days yeah. Yeah. as the weather gets more and more erratic. Um, do, can you talk to us a little bit about how is that, just the application of paint on the street? Like, are there things that you're learning as you go, and
6: um, what, well, what kind
1: of paint are you using?
6: So, the paint that we are using, um, we actually, like, I think that they used it in another storm drain project in another city, so we kind of switched paint types last minute. We were going to do more of an industrial, I think, paint okay. that would, because really, adhering to the metal and the, the concrete and the the differences between one storm drain to the next. So we're all we all have to use the same kinds of paint, all the artists who are working on oh, the, project. And the city's
1: providing it. Um, too. Yeah, yeah. So
6: they we picked out all of our colors. Um, and we we're it's, it's like a, a latex paint that is from bear that has it's really thick and has high okay. pigmentation. It's like a house paint. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. And so it cleans up with water. It's easy to work on site with things like that rather, you know and Oh yeah. So none. before it's dried you can clean it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And whenever you're out with brushes, and you don't like. We're not sure where we're gonna be. Um, not everybody's at a school and can just have people to help them out with everything. Yeah, have so. a sink nearby or right. something. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's uh, it works really well for that. That's it's interesting
1: that the, the city could like look at other cities that had done public works projects like this and mm-hmm. learn from them and be like, Okay, what kind of paint do we know is gonna work? Mm-hmm. And just the idea that it has to stick to what did you say, both cement and
6: And the metal, metal? of the, the storm drains. Yeah, and yeah. And the differences between one storm drain and another, they're not all. They're not all the designed the same, so well, different how, textures. How long have you been working on it? How many sessions is it taking? Um, this will be this the second one today. I was here about seven hours, I oh, think okay. yesterday. It looked like you were
1: pretty well into it.
6: Yeah, part of it was um, you know, pain, uh just watching paint dry between coats. Like yeah, the kids came out yesterday yeah. and I'm like, great, I'm
5: just sitting here with, <laughs> watching paint dry. So, so but they, they loved it. They loved watching <laughs> they it. They loved watching that paint from dry. The <laughs> background to you know mm-hmm. coming out later. Yeah. I know the fourth graders started in the morning, then they came out in the afternoon. Yeah, they saw a real difference. They were ecstatic to come out the afternoon and just to see their faces. Like, oh, it's here. You know?
1: um, so yeah, one thing saying. that's cool, it, we talk a lot when I talk to other um, artists in town just about the general public that maybe people don't have a lot of art education in school anymore. And so by the time they get to be adults, like when I'm working in shops and galleries and I'm answering people's questions, it's like very basic questions that people ask about mm-hmm. art things. So it, it is really cool that these kids like are having just a little opportunity to have an artist around and maybe who knows what ambient information they're picking up about the value of art and how long it takes to make art and just therefore how much value it has.
5: And I think it's also so great for our neighborhood population and we have as you got to see firsthand, we have such a large population of walkers Mm -hmm. as well, and they have thoroughly enjoyed watching that develop and those conversations that have established between our parents and our families as they started in the morning yesterday and then last night and I know this morning
6: they were also very excited to walk by and see what had transpired
1: yeah that's great too all the adults yeah, yeah learning I, about art.
6: I, I wasn't sure what time I was going to start and I just kind of I got here yesterday morning and not realizing like when people would be walking in but they were all walking in past me and I had barely like I had like one coat of paint down it was like three colors three shades yeah and mm-hmm. They were stopping and like everybody's like, "Oh, that's beautiful!" <laughs> and I'm like, "I'm not. I'm just yeah. getting started." You're like, but it's I, think, awful. I think the splash <laughs> of color. Up. Yeah, they were excited. Yeah, the splash of color and that brightness. You know, they're just like like the color combination and. Um, yeah. Some people knew about the project already because they'd oh, seen cool. the signs. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the kids were learning about the process too of applying for a project like this, which they yeah. they had to explain. They explained, you know, how the. The permit everything yes. works, yeah. How you got here while you're here, mm-hmm. yeah. I
1: personally, when I'm doing a painting in the middle of it, they always are it's awful in the middle of the <laughs> entire. I always think I call it like it's like an awkward pre, like an awkward teenager, like an awkward preteen yeah. in the middle of a painting. So, is it are you, are you anxious
6: when it's in the middle of it and everybody walking by and looking at it, and you want to be like, it's gonna be better? I promise. Well, the kids were like. Some of them were very concerned about some of the elements of the painting, and their teachers are like, "Well, it's not done." Yes, and, and and you know they're like, "Well, what are you going to do about that?" And I said, "Well, the paint in the one part wouldn't dry because it had like a deep well in the in the concrete. Oh. and so it was like thicker, and it was yeah. you know running into there, <laughs> and of it paint. Like, smeared a little, and the, like the the coral and the and the white, and so the one the one child was like. What are you gonna do about that? <laughs> and I was like, "Well, I'm gonna let it dry, and then tomorrow we'll fix it." Uh, yeah, what a, like, that's you know, great. They were, they were also about concerned about keeping the
5: like the leaves and the bugs off yeah, of it, yeah. and how we were going to protect that. I, was like, yes. I am not going to sleep out here with a tarp <laughs> over it, but yeah. we will just brush that off tomorrow. I was yeah. there,
1: there's a there's a few trees right around mm-hmm. it right yeah. okay there's, there's a good bit actually <laughs> yeah. how long when you lay a layer of paint down how long does it take for that to dry
6: since it's the latex, it's not very long um it, you know i can i can let it go within the you know within an hour or so okay good. just if it's a thick layer um the details and stuff dry pretty quick whenever you're just going over them but they were concerned about that too they were yeah. you know asking me well what would happen if somebody stepped on it and i said well if somebody stepped on it right now it would be a mess you yeah, please don't do that and i yeah. would have to i would have to fix don't it consider that um I was like but I would I would just fix it and I said if somebody steps on it later it'll be okay because they were they were worried about you know and then we told them we're sealing it and they were asking about what would happen if it got wet and you know yeah there's a lot of dogs in the area dogs (laughs) pee on whatever they can find (laughs) yes yes I'm like it'll be it'll be
5: okay they were they were concerned about it with Mm -hmm. with a storm yes what is a
1: storm going to do to it yeah, Yeah.
5: yeah
6: yeah and so if it doesn't get sealed before If I don't finish it today and it doesn't get sealed before the storm, then I may have to come back in and fix it up if it gets hit with trees and things and... Chips. Yeah. Okay. So so we're recording today's Wednesday, and
1: we're thinking it's coming in Friday. Is that yeah. right now? Okay. So are you thinking you're gonna get done at the end of today? I'm hoping. Is that Yeah. I'm
6: hopeful. Okay.
1: And then sealing it, and then <laughs> we will keep cheering her Tarping on. it. Yeah. But yeah. even if you had to do it tomorrow, that still seems like that would be.
6: Yeah. Hopefully, I'm fine, not. Yeah. I'm not gonna be sealing it. The city's gonna come out, and they're gonna finish. They did the priming. They'll do the the sealing and okay. everything to make sure it all is done. So Maybe. you're just hoping that they like come out and seal it. Yeah. We'll see. I think <laughs> I think they
1: want to. So we'll. To get that to me, <laughs> can you? Do you have any advice for people in the future applying for city projects? Like, what do you think uh, something that people should know?
6: Um, I think that they they typically have a meeting about the project, and it's really important that you can go to those meetings. Um, this was on Zoom, and I think they usually do them on Zoom, so that if you have any questions, you have the chance to ask them, and you know, fully read over the brief and and go step by step and do what, it, what yeah. it asks so everything's very clear. Do you think it's important, do you think, to like
1: get some FaceTime and make yourself known a little bit in the application process? But like do you think that people are kind of
6: logging who shows up for things like that or I don't know. Um I I I notice other artists who are serious about the projects. Okay. Typically will show up there Because they want to know everything going into a project, if it's worth their time and their effort to do it. It indicates a level of seriousness. Yeah, especially if you're going to be creating a custom piece for something. Like, it's not just submitting work you already have done. You're going to be creating, spending time and effort creating that piece. You want to know... All as many details about the project as you can get beforehand. And I will, in our, in our like liner notes for the show, I'll include you know, your social media or website over so mm-hmm. people
1: can see any photos that you're posting of this. Um, do you want to tell us what's next for you, artistic-wise?
6: Well, I am the resident artist at Sulphur Studios this month as well, so um, I am finishing up a project where people are doing abstract, um, intuitive painting with me or painting waveforms with me. And so I'm carrying that ocean, you know, ocean painting that I've got going oh. on here. It's also happening um, with those waveforms. You have a in. lot of public art going on right now. It's awesome. It's really great, and <laughs> I'm um yeah because the residency's on view and so people can come by and watch yeah, or in participate. The windows. Yeah, yeah. And then it's going to be um put into a computer and I work with AI as well, artificial intelligence. Oh, so. I just talked to Becca
1: Cook recently, oh, and okay. she she's doing she does fibers, but she's like generating yeah. an image in AI
6: and then making it as oh, wow. a fibers piece. Oh, wow, I will have to check into that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah the um. Yeah, so then that's going to be on display on the 7th for the Sulphur Street Fair. Oh, great. So that'll be we're the so culmination of that. that project. And assistant yeah. principal, do you have any final words that you'd
1: like to...
5: We are just so grateful, this? and to fellow educators, I mean, we were reached, Yeah, they reached out to us and asked if we want to be part of the project. I know there's a couple of schools that were also asked, and best advice is just say yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, why not?
5: Yeah. Exactly. I mean, just say Yes. yes. So That's good about just for
1: life in general. I try to for, live like yes, that. Somebody once gave me that advice. They were like, when opportunities come up for you, artistic wise or work wise, just say yes to it immediately, and like then worry about the logistics and figure <laughs> out how to do it. But don't. I tend to get anxious. Maybe talk myself out. But you should just say yes to it and then figure it out.
5: Yes, and having an artist in residence at Heard Elementary um, oh. has been a great experience for us. And yeah, well, we're gonna have that title now. Yes, um, and just I mean her knowledge that she has brought to our students just in 24 hours and her willingness to share has been amazing and we are so grateful that we now have a piece a custom piece um, to bring that education not just to our students now but to the whole community
1: I love that well thank you so much it's been a pleasure I really appreciate you talking to me
0: listening to wruulp savannah georgia 107.5 fm we are savannah soundings community radio with a global soul
7: trees are one of chatham county's most treasured natural resources beyond their beauty and cultural significance the impact of trees are far-reaching and compounding spanning from economic benefits to health improvements to climate change resilience Trees are woven into every aspect of our lives. Savannah Tree Foundation protects and grows Chatham County's urban forest through tree planting, community engagement, and advocacy. More information is available at savannahtree.org. This portion of WRUU's programming is brought to you by listeners and by Brighter Day Natural Foods. Brighter Day Natural Foods has been serving Savannah's healthy food and supplement needs since 1978. It is located at the corner of Bull Street and Park Avenue. They have online ordering and curbside delivery available, and now a walk-up window for smoothies, juices, and sandwiches from the deli. They are open from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday through Saturday and 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. on Sunday more information can be found at brighterdayfoods.com.
0: What does it mean when we say that WRUU is a community radio station? It doesn't just mean that we invite the community to create programming. And it doesn't just mean that we're a voice for the community. It also means that we're counting on the community to keep us going. And you are the community. Almost all of our modest budget comes from small annual or monthly donations from listeners like you. You get to enjoy our community focused programming because many others have stepped forward to do their part. Now do your part by joining our community of listener donors. Go to wruu.org right now and make a one time or monthly donation. And thank you for supporting Savannah's community radio station 107.5. FM.
1: Hey, this is Tamara Garvey. Welcome back to Arts on the Air. I'm sitting with Dana Richardson. Welcome. Thank you. So good to be here with you. You're actively muraling yes. at White Bluff Elementary School. Right. I love it. Um, can, so you're on your second day, and you look like you're already pretty well into it. It's going really well. Can you tell us, um, how would, did the first day go for you, materials-wise? Um, so we're
8: painting on these storm drains that are about, you know, 10 feet long. At least, they're several different sizes, but yeah. they're not too big, but I was concerned about the texture and how to transfer a design onto that, and it actually ended up being good. The city, um...
1: Pressure washed and primed the concrete oh, cool. first. And you have um, and when you applied, it was for a specific shape. That's right. right. And they're all kind of different. Yours is inter- interesting because the whole thing is like, this pretty good, just sort of slightly nubbly surface. But then you have this, the actual drain in the middle with all the little texture and weirdness on it.
8: Yes, I saw some people had done their design where they kind of took into consideration, the actual top of the. Um, the access to the storm drain oh yeah the metal part but I just sort of ignored it with my (laughs)
1: design so um they'll get into it how they have to yeah
8: yeah so I am leaving that part till later because the texture of it is pretty intense but and also I couldn't um transfer the design there but it'll be fine it's not that big so um,
1: did you do was it on a grid that you had and then you like or did you sort of look at it in freehand and, like, replicate your drawing onto it?
8: No. I did a cartoon that I, you know, I projected, I, I made a piece of paper this size. Okay. Projected the design on there, traced that, and then transferred with carbon paper, and it actually worked.
1: You had tracing paper that was this size of the that you did? I Okay, got yeah. it. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so you've had one day in. It looks like it's going pretty well. How are you feeling time-wise? Yeah.
8: yeah. It's going good. I think, I mean, I'll finish today. Um, the students, I'm, are out today, so um, I've got kind of till about whenever, it, however long it takes to finish it. So yeah, um, this
1: is it's kind of an interesting day here. Just so everybody knows, so today we're post the hurricane. It's mm-hmm. you know. Friday, so it's like post that stress thing of what's going to happen, you know, will the design be washed away, but it's a, what did you say, it's a professional day, so the teachers are just inside and there's no students around, so you really have like a very quiet, peaceful painting day. Yeah, I do. Other than squatting on pavement. That's right. <laughs> um, so. Can you tell us about your design, how you came up with it?
8: Um, I did some research, so a student of mine, we made a list of all the local... Um, wildlife in the waters here. And we kind of just made some little sketches and looked at what were kind of interesting shapes. So my design has a dolphin and two croaker fish on it. And... our um, croaker fish a local fish? Mm-hmm. And um, we just... I just wanted some animals that were, you know, pleasant to look at.
1: I thought about,
8: you know, there's jellyfish and
1: other things, but they're really pretty, especially the dolphin. It's these beautiful curved lines.
8: Well, I knew that, that kids
1: have things for dolphins. So since we're outside of an elementary school, I thought, okay, yeah.
8: dolphin is going to reach. And we you all kind of the that.
1: round storm drain is really incorporated into the the roundness of the dolphin. Yeah. Did you, so for the background, the design that so far is like shapes, is this like, um, I know in your typical paintings you do a lot of, it, it's like these very hard edged lines and it's sort of the shadows. Is this sort of to represent like the shadows within the water? What is yes. the background?
8: So you're... Looking um, up to this is sort of a stylized sun okay. from the point of view of being in the water, and these are rain droplets um, oh, it's because like... the title is only rain down the drain. So instead of throwing your cups and crap down the
1: store drain yes <laughs> you just want rain Wise words <laughs> that's it <laughs> is that is that the title for like the project in general that the city is doing or only rain down the drain or no that's your title yeah okay. I'm
8: gonna write that on the front here
1: what is your when you got this project what was sort of the mission statement that the city gave you as far as what you were doing here
8: they were trying to get people to be aware of the idea was you know to just I, and I really will say, honestly, I never... I did not know that there was no filtration system in the storm drains. Yeah, I
1: wouldn't have thought that either. Yeah. I would think it goes to a plant and has a lot done to it. Yeah, I did not know that this is a direct line to the water.
8: So, you know, that actually was, like, kind of shocking to me. Yeah. Because when you see, like, people kind of sweeping stuff into the storm drain... <laughs> I'm sure that he just
1: assumes... <laughs> they that just think it's, it's like a
8: trash can or something. That there's a
1: filter or something. Yeah.
8: So... Um, you know, for that itself, I mean, it worked. If they were trying to raise awareness about that, it worked on yeah. me because I did not know that.
1: That's interesting. I wonder, I mean, I'm hoping maybe there will be some metric that the city can keep track of just, like, how much they're needing to clean out the rivers or what the levels mm-hmm. are as far as pollution and stuff and see if it changes after this project would be really great well, to kind of clock that stuff.
8: Yeah, I mean, and obviously it's good that they're getting and so involved with the kids to be aware of it. Too. Yeah.
1: Were there um, kids, when you came yesterday for your first day, were there Students around? No, there weren't students around, but I did make um,
8: some posters for the classroom teachers and then a coloring page. Oh,
1: that's nice. And that the kids can... They'll have activities. Yeah. And you said when you came up with the design, it was with one of your students. Can you talk to us about your yeah. your day job and your students?
8: Yeah. I teach at Savannah Christian, and um, a student of mine, Arabella, Arabella Randolph, she um, was helping me kind of just look up animals and... Um, so the style of the design is this kind of overlapping with transparencies. It kind of comes from a Vietnamese style of painting that oh. they do. Is
1: there a name for it? I don't know what That's the name cool. of it
8: because I don't read Vietnamese. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Google that. <laughs> I'll show you. Okay. Um, so I wanted it to be pretty and uplifting and um, to be eye-catching and um, also make you feel happy about what's in the, in the waters so that you would care about its well-being. Yeah,
1: it's great. And I'll post in our show notes for this, I have a photo of you at the state that you're at, and we can post a photo of your final design so people can see it. Mm. Um, Good. Can you tell us about your experience of getting this, of landing this project through the city, what the application and mm. acceptance was like?
8: I don't know. I really wanted to do this. I just thought... Um, It just seemed like a fun project, not a really big scale. Yes. Um, And so... I like designing. I like, like, little problems to solve like this. So there was enough limitations that I felt like I could play around with it.
1: Did they have to, was there a lot of, were there refinements back and forth with the design, or they just accepted it and that's it?
8: They just accepted it. It was very nice. That's great. Yeah, I yeah. bet that's they different just,
1: from a lot of other. Yeah, they just <laughs> trusted enough. us to do it. And, and you recently, Dana said, so this is cool, you recently also became the artist of the, um, what is it, the aluminum to-go cups? Is that what we're That's right, it? yeah. So you're like... You're on a roll with these projects. <laughs> <laughs> that one wasn't the city, right, The commissioned it? No, that else? was
8: Downtown Business Association. Okay.
1: Yes. Did you get a bunch of those cups as a thing? Oh, like, yeah. Do you have a bunch on hand? I'm sending them out to all the I family members. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> How was the process of landing that gig? That's pretty cool you got that.
8: It was fun. I, um, I like doing the little, with design projects like this, I like the, the doing the research to find, you know, what the shapes are that are associated with the topic.
1: And that that was like an interesting shape of surface to design for too, right? Yeah, the panorama. Yeah. Yeah. Did they need to refine your design at all? Was there back and forth or no? just do it? That's great.
8: Yeah, that was great too.
1: And I know you do a lot of your freelance work is doing murals for people who've hired you. And I'm Mm. sure there's a wide variety in how much back and forth and how picky people are about things like that.
8: Right, because the design is not fine art in a certain way, you know, so it's, you're dealing with a client and you want it to, you know, be suitable for
1: other people's perspectives, um, you know, so... Yeah, and they might have specific elements that they really need to be in there. Yeah, if there's an
8: interior designer or there's some specific thing they're trying to express in terms of branding or their image, so, um... It is n- nice when you can get a job, and they're just like, "Oh, we like it. Do that, great."
1: <laughs> what what types of clients do you find tend to be like? Would that be more like a restaurant that hires you? Or yeah, more corporate. corporate um, it would be. There's more cooks in the kitchen in that sense you know for a big corporate thing yeah okay I wondered if I could see it going either way either that there's a lot of cooks in the kitchen or that the people are like we're not artists so we're just going to be very hands-off about it I was like it could go either but no they're more (laughs) (laughs) they want to be hands-on yeah yeah yeah. that could be the hardest to um I've had this talk with a lot of other people too who don't do commercial work that if you're like if your client is not in the arts field and there's something completely different it can be the hardest type of person to communicate with because maybe they don't even have the vocabulary to talk to you and there's a lot of back and forth and trial and error
8: it's a different type of brain than making paintings for a gallery or for a show yeah where your kind of intention is just to express what you want to express but now it's like you are trying to express what somebody else is hiring you to do
1: do you like having that your career at this point seems to be like a really even balance of doing both fine art and that I
8: do I feel like it's nice you don't have to pick
1: what you do you You know
8: you can have several hats
1: and I will say and as disclosure you've hired me on I think maybe three so far as I'm subcontracting under you sometimes to help you do the actual painting on the murals which I love doing you're great hey, to get paint a work. brush. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> available? And I will say the things that I really like working with you is that in my day to day I just I basically just do fine art and so the whole thing, like all of the decisions is up to mm-hmm. me and everything is And then when you've hired me to come help you, it's like I can just arrive and you just give me some paint and a brush and I can just, like, start doing it. And you've had to do all the hard (laughs) – had to do all the contracts and the legwork and stuff. (laughs) So I love these days where you hire me to come and just, like, help you paint.
8: Well, it is fun when you're done with all of that and you're just kind of zoning out and –
1: yeah, just filling just in Just putting shapes. the paint down? Yeah. Especially in the nature, if people aren't super familiar with your work, but we'll post definitely links to your art, but it's, it's very, it's like hard shapes and it's just, you know, solid colors and it's... Yeah. D- is it, um, is it offensive if people say it's like paint by number looking?
8: No, I have a whole little paint
1: by number thing. You know you little, yeah. But I do
8: work very hard to pick the colors that then go in the shapes yes um,
1: they're very mixed colors yeah that, out of the tube or anything
8: but no I don't think this like vector work or you right know, where it's there's
1: not um like shading and right feathering and mixing and stuff like that. it's just kind of like hard shapes right really so it works
8: really good for this irregular surface on the storm drain because um you know if I were trying to blend or do some sort of gradient it could pose a little bit more difficulty to do that on something yeah. that's super um, raised
1: I mean your things it's great your your style is just great for murals in general you just have happened like your fine art happened to translate just so easily from muraling yeah right? that's right and you also did so we worked together on there's a mural inside the Jepsen Museum at the top of the stairs that people have seen that's been there for a couple of years um and you said that one might be painted over soon, I think?
8: Yeah, I think by the end of the year. So, okay, you've gotta go and get some more pictures of it.
1: Yeah, go and everybody enjoy that while you can. Yeah, go see it. <laughs> the end is coming. It's been a few years because we yeah. did it right at the beginning of the pandemic, which is wild. That's right. Like, literally, these things were shutting down. I
8: know. So, I don't know how many years, two or three?
1: I guess that's been two and a half years. Yeah.
8: Yeah. Okay. you know doing big paintings is fun I either do really small or really big. (laughs) yeah
1: you you do tiny square paintings right yeah (laughs) how how do you feel about doing um working outside versus inside well it's lovely now I'm really
8: glad they're doing this at the beginning of October yes um but I would prefer to be
1: inside if it's not like this but this weather is great it's. I mean, it is kind of interesting that since you're here and it's not the kids around, and you're not you're not in public, which I feel like is the most mm. the key thing. Is that when you're just in public with people walking by, there's just a lot of opportunity for people to inter- interrupt you. Yeah, you know? yeah,
8: to get something actually done. That's yeah, true. Yeah.
1: You did. You did the murals that are um, in Starland around the dairy, right? Mm-hmm. That must have been. Was that the first big mural that yes, you did? that seems was. like. I mean challenge-wise very hard because it was outside it was just out in public there's people around all the time and you had to like be up on a ladder or a scaffolding so it seems like your first mural was technically sort of the hardest type that people can do
8: well it took longer than I thought it was going to that's always no matter how much time I think something's going to take it always takes a little bit longer always right it's like when you're moving you think oh I'll get everything out of there and it's always like several more bags got to go
1: yeah, that- <laughs> You look at your stuff and you're like, I don't have that much stuff. It'll be fine. <laughs>
8: right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So this the, is sort yeah. of a similar situation, which I'm dealing with right here.
1: It's Yeah, I feel like it's the same with a painting where you look at it and you think, well, it's just this amount of surface area left to paint. Yeah. But you always, you're going to have to refine things and it takes longer. And yeah. it doesn't go down perfectly the first time. You got to yeah.
8: fix it. <laughs> but, I mean, that building is going, is, you know, in the midst of being... Redone. It's under construction, so they've knocked parts of that one out too. <laughs> of the so,
1: exterior or inside? The no, the exterior. They had too. Okay, yeah. so that's
8: all the transient nature of the painting outside on buildings. And that
1: one that's been up for a few years too, right? Yeah, I would say at least yeah. years. I it's actually, a good run. It is. Yeah. yeah, and I'm a ton of people saw it. Think of all the street fairs and things that yeah. have been there. Yeah. yeah, I went to there was a neighborhood meeting recently and. I live pretty close to there. And the people who are renovating that came and proposed their project and everything. And uh. it's kind of wild. So that, that place that used to be a dairy, it's um, it's going to be like a combination boutique hotel and then also a few businesses like restaurant, bar type thing. So, and they want to keep a lot of the open airness of it. Yeah. And I think in the inside of it, there's a lot of graffiti and muraling in there. And they want to keep a lot of that. Oh, really? So it'll be cool. It'll be still pretty like rough and tumble looking interesting but I guess like you said the outside is all being
8: yeah well just to Mm -hmm. stabilize the building they've had to kind of put various headers and things to keep it okay yeah so it's
1: yeah I think and I'm trying to remember if I saw photos of what the outside is going to be like I feel like they want to bring it back to when it literally used to be like a dairy and there were certain like these big barn doors that they're kind of making it look back like that old style, which is cool. Cool. Well, I'm
8: glad they're saving the building and it's a, it's, it's pretty neat. Yeah.
1: It is really different. It's a big job.
8: (laughs) 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 That's a big job. But yeah. Um, but yeah, all these things, they don't last forever. Um, and this one, you know, it'll be here. This storm drain one will be here for a while and then it won't. And that's, that's part of it. When it starts to Go and chip. It can just be um, power washed off. Yeah, which is kind of nice. You know, you don't mind? No, that. I don't think so. I don't. I, I think that's actually kind of nice. You know, you're not making a permanent change. It's just some decoration
1: for as long as it lasts. I guess they will have to if they if they have to come power wash it. Need to protect it from literally running into the storm drain True. just below yeah. right yeah I hope <laughs> in a, they better, in a metal way the purpose completely. <laughs> they just like <laughs> wash off the paint into it <laughs> right yeah um can you talk to us about what else you have coming up work-wise um, in your career what's
8: I don't actually have any projects coming up I mean I'm in this the mansion gallery down um, yeah Forsyth Park
1: are you is it new that you have a lot of pieces in there yeah, I've only been in there for a couple months now. Okay. Um, but other than that, um,
8: that's all I'm working on right now.
1: How is the is the gallery in there? Is it is the kind of focus of the gallery in there being changed since it's changed ownership, the mansion yeah. in general?
8: Um, they're going to redo the whole front lobby. They're doing a huge renovation on that building. Wow. I mean, um, so I'm not sure, 100% sure, but I do think Carmen Aguirre said that they're going to make the gallery bigger oh but um, I love that yeah
1: because they could have the new owner could have been like we're doing away with the gallery entirely so. I know I
8: think that was <coughs> a possibility too, yeah. at
1: a certain point it's, yeah like I'm that. I'm excited for you that you're in there Me too. it's like <laughs> a real classic Savannah thing <laughs> okay. um, and Dana you had some things that you wanted to talk about
8: yeah I mean I was just thinking about how um You know, the city has hired us to make designs to raise awareness about a specific topic and that it's not um, just for aesthetic reasons, though it has to have that side too, but how to use art to, to change our behaviors. Like, so, for instance, having a sort of visual sign on the ground will change how you interact with the environment in a certain way how we move around in the space you know how we think about our connection to everything around us so um that comes into kind of the way art works in general where you're doing something alone and then you're putting it out there for other people to interact with and you have this connection to other people but you're not doing it directly. It's like through a third party. Um, So I'm really glad that the city is doing things like this and um, that education can be a direct encounter with another person but it can also be Um, Just using what you have, your own abilities to um, do things that are important.
1: Yeah, I think that's really cool. You touched on so many things, but the idea that, yeah, you're going to finish this mural and you'll leave, and then everybody who walks by this is going to look at this former just piece of concrete and be like, oh, down below, like way down below here, the end result is literally dolphins and fish. It's really an amazing kind of reminder. (laughs) It's like, dolphins and fish be down below here. (laughs) You know, yeah, and yeah. it'll be here after you leave. Everybody who walks by it is going to see that. Yeah, it's yeah, it's really fascinating. And the idea, just that, that I think maybe a lot of times people think of art, and it's just um, just in a gallery, and you buy it and you hang it up, and it's decorative. But there's this whole other realm of art as a communication and a yeah. like a mass language and. A different way than just you standing on a street corner yelling to people Mm. to be aware about the environment yeah it's communication it's like you're using your gifts of painting right to communicate your thoughts
8: and how to do that in a really clear way that it's not going to be confused is um kind of a challenge I think with design projects um you know using sort of a visual vocabulary to say something
1: yeah yeah <laughs> using shapes and colors is your alphabet because um, it's yeah it's a complex thought like you said like we said at the beginning it's probably not common knowledge that the water that goes into these drains isn't filtered at all it's just directly going into this so yeah how do you convey that kind of complex thought through just this 10 by 5 piece of concrete right it's cool yeah I think uh, the city. Are they going to have signage around, or
8: I don't know about I feel like that. Maybe. I Maybe have the answer to that, would that be question.
1: I know when I went to see Jenna, she was painting. They had a sign like of her name and her info that was there, which I wonder is going to be a permanent thing. So I guess we'll see if if you guys all have a little permanent signage this saying I what the know. project was, which would be cool.
8: This I do not know, but <laughs> I'm sure everybody has said it. It's all on the website waterconnectsusall.com.
1: Yeah, that's great, and I love and so any you of your day job where you're teaching art mm. and. How do you find, like, as the years have gone on and you're teaching a lot, do you find it's, you're, like, refining your way of teaching students to, I guess, have more of an appreciation of arts and to feel like that they could be artists in a way that's doing some public good?
8: I think teaching is like designing, too, because you, in order to get a concept across, you have to um, simplify and break it down. You have to have little warm-ups, things that aren't graded, as well as a final project that is graded. You know, you have to... um, How do you make something sink into somebody's brain, in a way? Like, what... There has to be a physical component. Maybe some people, you know, with all the multiple intelligence, maybe people need to read it, so it needs to be up on a projector on the screen so that they can do that. I mean, when you're teaching various types of learners, You've got to have a variety of ways to get the point across. Um, yeah, so, I talked
1: with David last week. We talked about that people are visual or auditory learners. So I love yeah. that you are super aware of this and using this in your teaching. <laughs> so it's not like half the class just being lost all the time.
8: Yeah, and, I mean, can you get something out of an art class if you really... I mean, I don't believe in talent, but I do see that some people seem to be able to draw better. I mean, it just is. Just right off the bat. It just There could be a myriad of reasons, like they were encouraged to draw when they were younger, but I don't know that it's also that. I mean, I just think we all, as a human organism, have strengths that are different. Yeah. What can a kid get out of an art class if they can't really execute the the physical part of it?
1: Um, Like that some people are just, you can teach them somewhat, but people have a variety in how well they can use visual aids to express their thoughts.
8: Yeah, now that's not to say that they couldn't learn to do something that would be extremely powerful. I absolutely believe there's not one single person that couldn't make something. But if the assignment is to draw and shade a sphere, some people are going to do great and there's going to be the whole range of of success on that task. That's
1: why it would be cool in early education if there is like a variety of types of art that people are exposed to because I think a lot of people get to even to adulthood and because they weren't good at just literally drawing and painting as a kid they say oh I'm not artistic I could never do that and they have this tape in their head that says they're not artistic and maybe they just never had the opportunity to like build something with their hands or do some sculpture or something like that
8: right I mean I think many people think to be good at art is to make something that looks photorealistic yes that's what they think that means and it's anybody that's been in the arts knows well that's that thought's been out for a while. I mean, why take, a, why draw like a photo when you could take a photo?
1: Yeah, and it's something like you said. It could be a very kind of basic design and like application of paint, but convey a really powerful image. And like, yeah, that is a very high form of art. I would say
8: absolutely. I mean, that's yeah. that's the whole abstract expressionist moment is that what's on the inside is maybe can be expressed in a way that's more interesting than. Um, than rendering and light and um, yeah,
1: it's maybe it's a little it's a little like the difference between like expressionistic dancing and like classical ballet, right?
8: See, and I, not being a dancer, think well, the real dancing. Is classical ballet? Oh, okay,
1: yeah. But yeah. <laughs> if I
8: kind of step back, I go, okay, but what's the purpose of the dan- of dancing anyway? <laughs> yeah, if
1: they're getting out there, emo- it's it's so funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess and we could do it to music too, like yeah. jazz or whatever.
8: <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it's definitely there are things that are more successful, and that's why we study art. It's not that it's always because it looks like a photo; it, it's good. But there, I mean, I do believe that there is a. A hierarchy of what is um, easy or pleasurable to look at and some things are and some things aren't you know just because you feel passionate about something doesn't necessarily mean it's a good design or well done. Yeah
1: and some art is described literally as challenging mm-hmm. which I always think is interesting where it's, So if where it's I maybe go, not beautiful to look at.
8: Right so if I go out and just do a dance and say but I really felt it in the moment well for the as a communication the person who studied dance is going to do better than I will.
1: Yeah. Um, like maybe they still are doing this very abstract performance kind of dance, but they have been trained into like right. the vocabulary of dance and it, their ideas might come across better to people. Right.
8: So that's sort of demystifying the practice of making art that is interesting to me with my years of teaching as well as making is that there, it, this is not a magical thing that comes out of nowhere we are using specific parameters that are not endless, though the variations are, but um, there's a set number of choices that uh, communicate something, and that helps us see better. I mean, that's the whole point of studying something, is then you can appreciate uh, what it took to make something. And if you always think, "Oh wow, yeah. I, I don't know how you did that." Well, I can tell you how you did it. <laughs> yeah. And that's what you study art for.
1: I love that. You have this uh, really overarching theory about what you're doing when you're teaching these kids. And then for the rest of their life, even if they never are doing art anymore, but they can look at it forever and have an appreciation for the language of it and the variations yeah. and everything. I that's
8: think really that's cool. what's the fun part about teaching is. Um, It's like it's somebody that's standing beside you saying, yes, you can do this. And this is how you do it. I mean, I remember a guitar teacher saying that every time I would get frustrated, he'd go, you can do this. And it was sort of that. It's just like it takes something that seemed completely overwhelming and makes it um, accessible.
1: Yeah. Sometimes you just need somebody really good at something saying to you, it's okay to do it, even if if it's not great right now. Just giving you that permission.
8: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, I love that. Is there anything else? I think you wanted to, um, you had a couple of thoughts about balancing various, as an artist and a teacher, balancing out different projects and things like that. Yeah,
8: I think everybody, I mean, I'm sure anybody listening to this already knows that we kind of decide what your personality type is. And for me, I had, I the feast or famine part of making art is doesn't totally work with my personality so I feel better and more creative having a variety of things going on but one of them being very stable which is the teaching job I understand so I know other people are different though I mean some people wouldn't want to sacrifice 8 a.m to 3 p.m every five days a week for that feeling of safety and that's you know I mean I'm jealous of those kind of people because if you can just go with the flow and just enjoy the present moment, wow, I think you're definitely on another level of enlightenment. <laughs> <laughs> but I just get stressed, and so. Um,
1: I think the fact that you know that much about yourself means that you are on that plane of enlightenment, Dana. Thank you. You're thank welcome. You. I think maybe you, that might be true. <laughs> so okay. enlightened, so enlightened right now. <laughs> well, this has been a pleasure as always, Dana. Thank you for talking to me, and I'm so excited to see how this ends up. Thanks so much for coming out here, Tamara. Here's some fun creative events coming up from the next week. On Friday, October 14th at 7 p.m., the uh, Tybee Post Theater is showing a horror movie filmed on Tybee called The Slayer. Uh, Friday the 14th through Sunday the 16th is the 20th anniversary Graveface Music Festival at the Lodge of Sorrows. On Saturday the 15th at 2 p.m., Lisa D. Watson is giving her artist talk at Sulphur Studio about her current show. And we're excited to announce that on his show, Theme Stream, which plays tonight on WRUU from 10 to 11 p.m., Rob N. will be playing songs around an environmental theme as a nod to our show today. Thanks, Rob.
0: You are listening to WRUU-LP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM. We are Savannah Soundings, community radio
7: with a global soul.